All right, boys. Well, yeah. uh, let's let's jump in here. So, what is going on, everyone? This is the Hacker Outdoors podcast. We are joined today with Renil Alcordo for a second time in a second day in a row, really. And Brian and Joey are here with us today. So, welcome, guys. How's everything going? Pretty good. Doing a little bit of Hollywood Square here for a second. Uh, Just let me up up high. Can you you do it? Come on, Joe. (laughs) You want me to fist? (laughs) Fist bump. Uh, So I don't know what it looks like, but I'm on top of Brian in my screen. Joe, you're below Renil. Is that the same for everyone? Okay. No, it's different. I have me and you left, right, and then Renil and Michael, Brian left in the bottom. I yep. can't speak today. We are, we are different than, than whoever I yeah. like. Whatever. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we had a pretty good conversation yesterday, Neil. Um, you know, we're already over a thousand views on that reel on Instagram. Um, Joe, we found out some pretty cool things on there that you and I can do on there. So we'll, uh, we'll have to do a little bit of that magic tomorrow. Um, but we really thank you for coming back, Neil. Um, you know, typical format, you do listen. So I'm sure, you know, we go over a little bit of, you know, outdoor news, but we wanted to dive in really into, um, you know, a little bit about your outdoor endeavors, right? What kind of calls to you in the outdoors. And of course, we'll get into a little bit of uh, fishing um, and your new love of motocross, which is always interesting to me. Um, we did talk about it a little bit yesterday, but, uh, you know, Brian's smirking because Brian wants a dirt bike so bad. It's not even funny. I bought a dirt bike, not a house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's where my mind's at. Truck, dirt bike. I'm with you. Houses down, down, down. Yeah. The, the kids next door built a pump track and they rip around their backyard with the, they have like one tabletop and then they go through the woods. It's so funny. Oh yeah. God. You need a, you need a dirt bike, man. I know. Well, more expense. Yeah. Well, but you have a snowblower. I mean, you could always get a quad and then just put a plow on the front of the quad. I mean, that's it's true. I do have a tractor too. I could probably try to rip that around the track. Well, you know, you know, what we could do, Brian. I I need a place to store my dirt bike. I might just store it and use it. <laughs> huh? Love it. Here it is. Wait, can we can we take this back for a moment, Brian? I'm trying to picture your neighbors. They have a dirt track behind their house, like in their yard. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you look from the second floor, you can see it. Um, so, basically, you know, our, our yards are really long in the back. And uh, it's backed up against the stream. So, basically, behind our house is to the right. It goes into woods. And what they did was in the center of their backyard, they have I – I don't know how big it is. But, basically, like a – it looks like a – almost like a pump track, like an old-school BMX pump, pump track going around in a circle. And right in the center of it is a tabletop, like a three, three or four-foot tabletop that made, like, just out of, out of dirt. And uh, I, they haven't done it in a while, but uh, when I first moved in, the, the kids were always back there ripping around on their two strokes and uh, hitting the jump and then going in the woods. Um, I, think, I think the one guy, uh, the father, when I was mowing my lawn once, told me that he, he got in trouble by the guys behind us, called the cops on. <laughs> I mean, it's not, if you're on your own property, you really can't do anything. I, I guess it's just timing of, and how loud it is. I, I don't know. They can't do anything unless it's late no. at night. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Joe, Joe knows all about that, Joe. You, uh, you know, Harley Davidson belt buckles. You, you need to. I know a lot about the law. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Neil, you you got into this. You know, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, somewhat recently. How often are you riding at this point? I mean, I know it's two feet of snow out there, dumped pretty damn hard over the past forty eight hours. Um, so not any time in the near future, we'll say. But um, when yeah. was the last time you've been? Man, I mean, the last time was probably like uh, three weeks ago. Uh, I got like a um, a yearly pass to some track and acres down in um, Pennsylvania. But I mean, even like my first time, I was dirt biking in snow. It was dangerous. But I didn't know anything about dirt bike. I've never rode, like I said, I've never rode a motorcycle before. Never thought about it. I actually was against it. Once my sister put me on it and they brought me to track, I was like, it, let's just go for it, man. <laughs> and then, uh, my uh, sister's boyfriend, Jeff, he went in He went in to check out the trail first. So he went zooming past with his bike. And then he came back. His head was just like shaking. Oh, man, this is, this is bad, man. This is not good. Snow covered, rocked all over the place. And I'm looking at them, this is all I know. So to me, this is dirt biking. <laughs> like, so, so I just went and I just went for it, man. But like three weeks ago, definitely, that was the last time I went. So will we be seeing you in like any competitions anytime soon? Because I know uh, Brian Kirk is really into this, right? Oh. Yeah, Chris, funny enough, you called me today. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he still rides, I know, consistently. I think he just got a new bike at KTM. And uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure him and Neil. I told him uh, actually, Neil, that you uh, you're getting into it. You did I would. So I'm sure he's gonna take you. He's kind of he's a nut, dude. I mean, we oh, got to talk yeah. about that time we went to uh, um, what mountain was that? We did with Three Peaks. What oh yeah, yeah, the Slide Mountain Loop. Yeah. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But from what I remember, and you know, Chris is great man. This guy was like ten leagues ahead. I was like all the way to back. Brian was my Sherpa, so it would be the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take corners like a like like a little old man, and he's gonna be like far off jumping stuff. <laughs> well, that's actually you gotta go for it and just jump. I mean, yeah. worst it can happen is you break bones. I mean, they'll heal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you have insurance, you're good. Maybe. Well, you know what the good story though, Brian? Remember the first time I met Chris surfing? So <laughs> I had just bought a new car. I bought a Mercedes, right? So I yeah. was really like a jerk off, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to meet these freaking surfer guys, Brian, Kirk, and Kirk, and then, no. <laughs> I drive up to them. They hold a parking spot for me. I go in, and I've been driving a stick shift for, like, 10 years with a shitty little cobalt, and I finally upgraded. So I just got the car. I meet up with Brian. I come up. I, I accidentally put my uh, uh, car into neutral, and I rev it like a goes, and I'm like, holy shit. I rolled out the window. Like, I'm sorry, guys. This is a new car. I don't know what I'm doing. And then <laughs> I think Kirk said like to you, like, who's this asshole in the Mercedes? <laughs> but you know, I, I caught my first wave because of two of you guys. You so did. That was, that was dope. You stood up in everything. <laughs> yeah. All I could hear was just both of you guys coaching me. All right, paddle hard. All right, stand up. All right, stay on it. It was a good day. <laughs> Such a good day. Yeah, like, good people. So, so you guys went, went, backpacking we'll say backpack camping up in the catskills so you mm -hmm. said it was slide mountain yeah yeah so uh it's, it's not a secret so i'm not gonna i'll just pull up the spot uh it was <laughs> slide mountain loop so it's in the catskills um we did 20 miles in two days i took uh one two three four people no three people that had no idea what they're doing <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Joe, joe's like no no doesn't and, yeah, yeah. It was, you're, it was you're patient. Good. You're patient. Oh, yeah, it was great. Saint man, I was one of those dumbasses that didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I was slow and Brian, like Brian can camp up there with, with Chris and they can be up ahead. I didn't expect to do, how many miles did we do? So uh, the first day, I think we did 12 and the second day we did eight. Yeah. So it was just over three peaks. From what I understood, because the guy who planned it said that it was going to be like, like a nature walk. And I was like, okay, the weekend and you can camp over. The first time I went to the trail, it was like elevation like this. I looked at Ryan, I was like, <laughs> so slide, slide is, I think, I'm pretty sure uh, off the double track, but I'm, I'm 90% sure it's the tallest peak in the Catskills. Can you see it, Mike? But um, yeah, that, yeah. that right off the bat, the, the grading and the terrain was, was ridiculous. And uh, I, I knew it was going to be the steepest part of the whole, whole thing. So it was, it was act to me and as in my history, you know, backpacking, you want to hit the heavy, steep stuff right away. So that way, you know, you're kind of cruising the rest of the time. And you, you, your body's kind of shocked into, into submission a little bit. Yeah, I play that much. Yeah. yeah, it says it's the highest peak in the, in the Catskills. Yeah. Um, I wanted to give up so bad. Like, probably like an hour. Fine mountain, yeah. Yeah, I was like, Fine. what are we doing here, man? Like, <laughs> I was the only one that would stay back with me because I was dead last. And, like, he was – Right behind me with his walking stick, like a freaking like caveman. Like Gandalf. Gandalf. <laughs> I was gonna say Gandalf. <laughs> you shall not fail. He like chomp twice, and then you'd hear it. You're like, oh shit! I <laughs> Crap, Brian's coming. Better run. Uh, oh, Neil. Yeah. Good times. Well, that's how I teach people to snowboard. When I lived in Breckenridge, there's a girl we all, a whole bunch of people we knew came and visit, and one of the girls didn't really know how to ski too well. And it was a powder day, and she wanted to go with me while I rode. So she had to learn how to ride the T-bar to the highest peak in Breckenridge and ride the hardest train in Breckenridge. She did it, but I told her, if you want to ride with me on a powder day, I mean, this is what you had to deal with. I'm not going to slow down just because you don't know what you're doing. I like that because that's. I feel like you learn the hard way and it's kind of the best way. I don't know. Uh, maybe yeah. it's just, but it's like, you have no fear after that because everything else is just like, ah, oh, I did a powder day with Joe. Like, you put me in like a green or whatever, whatever route that is. Like, oh, it's easy. You know, it wasn't yeah, like you can do anything from there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Are you really like for me? I'm not scared. Like, you know, someone's gonna tell me not to do something dumb eventually. You know. Yeah. You you know I got you at the end of it, right? Oh, I mean, dude. Yeah. I'm right man. behind you. Yeah, and that was one of the biggest things for me, especially when we're when we're scaling halfway like on the wall, and like you could lift, if we had like I had your shitty backpack by the way. <laughs> The strap, the hand me down. Yeah, the strap was really broken and it was like it, the strap wasn't even on me so like the backpack was going this way so i had to like force my body certain ways and then all of a sudden we hit like with the scale of wall i'm with this shitty backpack and then brian's just like you're okay i'm like are you sure he's like you're okay and you just go for it and it's like okay you made it down yeah there's uh so on the second peak i forget the name of it but uh on that loop we did there's two specific rock scrambles that are kind of known to be pretty dangerous um so they actually i think they closed down that that part of the trail during the winter they ill advise it or something like that but uh the one neil's talking about there's it's like basically a cliff face and it's got a little ledge like this and the trail actually there's trail markers on the cliff face you have to stay on the cliff face to get around it and then once you get around the corner on the side of the mountain you have to pass packs to each other to get down the the little like you know cliff jumps basically where they're about five or six feet there's like footholds to hold and it was it was a lot of fun i thought it was, it was well, a great great backpack trip. like i wasn't lying man i was scared at first but once we got through it, it felt good <laughs> you weren't you learned by that way like no 
Well, definitely. What's the worst that's going to happen when you realize nothing really bad happened? It's, like you said, everything's easy from there. Yeah. Well, that's that's always been the way that, uh, I mean, I when I got into everything, it was simply the same thing that you said, Joe, snowboarding, right? My buddy Bob, hey, we're going snowboarding down this trail, Mike. It's a powder day, like, it's a black diamond. Um, if you feel like it's too steep, just go down on your butt. Like, you'll be all right, right? Exactly, like, just slide just, down. Just slide down if you're, if you're uncomfortable. And you did get really comfortable pretty quick. Although, you know, I did break my arm a few times snowboarding, doing stupid stuff. It, I did get very comfortable with knowing my limits, right? Because I learned on a black diamond. And the same thing on surfing days. I, I remember Bob once again teaching Reno. I think it was during a hurricane. And, you know, Reno's thinking he's drowning and he's just, you know, he gets up and eventually he, he learns pretty quickly that, you know, he, he's exceeded what he thought was his limits and now has extended that. And the fear is gone at that point. You destroyed it. Um, and you, you did that, Neil, that's, uh, that's that hike, man. Yeah. I'm not gonna do it again, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't want to go camping with us? I hiking? will. I have to be, what I didn't like was, uh, the misinformation beforehand and the surprise of a mountain that was like this, because I really thought it was going to be like a walk in the park. <laughs> See, if he would have told you that you wanted to came then it just would have been him. <laughs> the, the training was funny or the, actually the lead up was funny so basically uh, a, a mutual friend of our ours uh jake he him and his now wife um they wanted to go on a, on a backpacking trip and so did bernardo who bought all this, all this equipment off amazon and uh and J i told jake and everybody what i was doing i was like at first it was gonna be like basically like a five to ten mile loop pretty flat ground maybe on the new jersey side of the appalachian mountain which if anyone that listens to podcasts will know what Luke I'm talking about. And Jake came out and said, no, I remember the group chat. Actually, I still have him. And he's like, no, no, we need to do something way harder than that. I was like, okay, you want to do harder? And uh, I, I, just, I went and bought the trail maps. This one I went old school, actually. So uh, I bought the trail maps and I, I uh, plotted the, the different, you know, the, the trail out that I was, I was planning on doing. So, you know, uh, green blaze to red blaze to black blaze to, you know, whatever it was. I think we last one was yellow. But uh, the the loop was pretty extensive, and uh, yeah, it uh, you get what you ask for. Yeah. Neil is just along for the ride. <laughs> that's, that's usually me. I'm always along for whatever, as long as I'm yeah. usually now. <laughs> Good attitude to have. I mean, oh yeah, nothing fun ever happens if you don't have that attitude. Mm -hmm. No. No, and nothing good ever happens after twelve o'clock, right? Or is it midnight after midnight? That's <laughs> a pretty true statement. I can vouch for that. I mean, yeah. Bad things happen after midnight. It's true. Poor, deci poor decisions. Poor decisions. <laughs> poor decisions. <laughs> that's how I met your mother, right there. That's a yeah. that's a great quote. Um, so, you guys do this peak. I mean, this is. I, I remember you telling me when you got back, Brian. I think we were still living together at the time, and you're like, I. <laughs> we we've done a lot of camping trips over the years, you and I. And you're like, I. I'm glad you didn't come, Mike. And I'm like, well, that, that hurts. That hits me right here, right? Um, mm -hmm. But, but geez, was, man, when you guys told me those stories, and, I, you know, we don't have to go into too many details, but long story short is, is I think, you know, people were unprepared, right, which is something we always yeah. talk about. Um, you know, people probably weren't in that kind of shape to be doing that type of trip. 
and equipment. Yeah. I mean, that's a, we talk about equipment and being able to do certain things. Like when you go hiking, you don't really need all this fancy gear, but if you're doing 20 miles camping trip, backpacking camping trip, you need the right gear. Um, yeah. Cause a lot of things can go wrong in that situation and the right gear can make your life a heck of a lot easier um, in a trip like that. I went, now, did, I went down the list. I created a, like a packing list for everybody. I, I think I still have it. Like maybe a chair to show everyone. But um, the packing list, basically, because it was summertime, it was July, I think, um, was primarily water. And so just bring one change of, you know, not even a change of clothes, just bring changes of socks, you know, maybe a sweatshirt and rain gear. And, you know, the rest is just water and food. And uh, I don't think everyone listened to me. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I'll, I'll say, I'll say this, Brian. When you brought that list out, I bought every. I think I was just not physically or mentally prepared. Yeah, actually, I was, I was going to say that the next thing I had to say was, you know, uh, you were actually coming off of, uh, you did a, so this was post training. So I think you were, this is when you were on a, um, what do you call it? Yeah. yeah. When you're trying to gain all the weight back. No, I was, I was on a decline. I, I lost a decline. Yeah. And then we had gone and I was already deprived. So, Oh, that's right. I forgot all about that. Yeah. 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 And I, I remember, I remember I, the entire time we were going, cause I remember on the, on the walk up the hill in the beginning through the steep train, Neil's energy cut out right away. So I, I had a bunch of like protein and, and uh, beef jerky and stuff like that. So as we're walking, I'm just literally handing Neil more and more food. Just I keep, fell keep down. His energy man. level up. Yeah, yeah. That was at the end though. I almost <laughs> fucked up my ankle, man. You, you know what it was too? Like I'm not a big water drinker. I just, for some reason, it, I'm, I just forget to drink. So by the time we got uh, halfway through the day, everybody's like, I have no water. I have no water. I'm like, oh man, I got like, ha- I got half a pouch still left and I didn't drink anything. And I was wondering why I was like, I was getting delirious, you know? And then I bawled and, and he was shoving food down me and I was like, I felt so much better. But um, yeah, that was a rough one. I think that's yeah. that created a different kind of experience. You know, also. Hmm. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't drink water all the time. I forget yeah. quite often. But you know what they say, by the time you're, you feel thirsty, it's already too late. Dehydration has yeah. already kicked in. And when you're doing an activity like that and you're hiking and you're, you're burning calories, man, left and right, like you need to be constantly mm-hmm. drinking. Like that's like, oof. like I can tell you, like, I know I'm so in tune with my body and dehydration that like, if I am just even a little bit dehydrated, I will know immediately. Like you just feel the telltale signs. And by the time you get to the point where you're dehydrated, you start to get those headaches. You start to get the, you know, lack of, um, you will say almost like vertigo type symptoms, right? Where your head starts to spin and your, your motor skills start to decline. Um, that's dangerous, especially when yeah. you're out there in the wilds like that. Um, so do me a favor, Neil, drink more water. I don't, I'm like, I feel like I'm a pedestrian going into this mountain thing. So it's like, I don't, that's not in my head. My head is just like one foot, the other foot, one foot, the other foot. Brian's clanking at the back saying, go faster. I'm like, okay, okay. And then you're just like, I need, you fall and Brian's there saving you again, shoving food down your throat. Like you can make this, you know? Well, you, you have that thing that Brian and I have, right? Which is, I, I'm not going to say what it is we call it, but basically there's this like, like the incredible Hulk symptoms, right? Like where you just, you'll literally die before you stop. Like if you, if you get into that rhythm of just one foot in front of another, or let me just continue to lift things and put, pick things up and put them down. Like we'll die before we stop, you know, like it's, it's this issue. Yeah. You're saying Neil? Oh no, I just, I could relate to that. It's the, 
Neil, you know this too, because you've been training me for years. The train to failure. Not many people can actually do it. But me and Mike absolutely can. And you've seen it for me at least. Yeah. No, it's, it's okay. I'm going to tell one story about Brian, right? YMCA, you remember this? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I had just got interested in like, um, training, right? And I'd read all these books. So in theory, I knew what I was doing. But in practice, mm, that's just, just bullshit, right? So Brian let me train him. You know, you know, he had, he gave me hundred percent control. We measured him beforehand and I don't remember the measurements, but after the training, you would increase like a couple of like inches around the chest. So we go upstairs to chill out and Brian's like looking queasy. I'm like, all right, dude. He's like, yeah, I'm okay. Vomits all over the racket uh, court. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. He's like, he's, like, he's like, I feel better. I was like, um, okay. So we, we're young. We're like 16 and something. No, yeah. 16, man. So I'm like, bro, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Let's get you some beer. <laughs> oh, we you don't have to puke everywhere. Yeah, we don't clean up the vomit. Uh, a part of me, so we're leaving, and a part of me feels bad. Brian's like pale, walking up. And I go, uh, I go up the front, like, listen, I think someone vomited upstairs. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of the history, we go home, and it was just like, funny time well, yeah, they well, went back and watched the cameras they're like those assholes <laughs> those assholes those jerks yeah well um, brian has a history of doing that we did oh, krav, yeah. we did krav maga um we did a class with a friend of ours and um once again we work until failure right we didn't have our waters with us they didn't really let you drink we were going hard for like it had to have been over an hour at that point and awesome Fred just like looks at me and we, we had just got that sparring and doing like all these push-ups and lunges and you name it and Brian's just like gives you the look like oh no he just runs out of the, the room wall. he comes back he's like he's got like a little bit of dribble still on his face he's going like this he's like all right I'm ready to go right back into let's, it let's let's go um yeah that's that, that's awesome good for you Neil Joe <laughs> It happened to me one night. I just worked out really hard and went upstairs and got sick on Brian's gi. I was going to say that. <laughs> and all over that picture that Brian's now hanging in his house. Yeah, it's in the other room, actually. I don't yeah. think it got on the picture. I think it was pretty much on the gi. Yeah, that it was, was just on the gi. Hey, on that, that wall. Like, how did that happen? I was just working out real hard at the bar one night. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so question. Are you, you are all cousins? Is, this, is that? We are. Yeah. Okay, so now I, now I understand the uh, <laughs> the pattern here because you guys are all the same. And we're all the same, you know? Like, we'll just, just go to the – just go ball to the walls, man. Well, that's what I used to do. My mother always says I take everything to the extreme. Since my injury, I can't, but that would that was pretty true before. Yeah, I You know what? Maybe this is bad too, but I agree with you. I agree with the way you're thinking because why not, man? You live life once. like. You know? If you're going to do it, you're supposed to do it right and just go yeah, all out. That's kind of how I, how I feel. Joe lives his life a quarter mile at a time. Pretty much. <laughs> okay, Vin Diesel. <laughs> so, you know, I we're coming up basically on uh, 50 minutes here. I know we started a few minutes late. Um, you know, I I think <laughs> we got some some goodness in there. Did you guys want to finish up on anything here? No, no. I think that was gold. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I will say, so like, um, if you guys get dirt bikes, let me know, man. We gotta go. <laughs> I would love it. There's actually um, like, there's a there's a surfer from South Jersey, young kid. You know, they ever hear like an Ethan Dunn, Brian? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got a, 
he lives in South Jersey, and he actually they have a dirt bike trail on the beach, like at the side of his house. Like if you follow him on Instagram, it's it's wow. pretty badass. And I guess he has a couple. He has a couple of minis. He like he like just strokes around there all day. Oh, awesome! But they also go ride in um. God, why am I drawing the name of the park? The national park land that's between the beach down there. Oh, the Pine Barrens. Pine Barrens. They ride in the Pine Barrens a lot too. Do you, do you surf also? I used to, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, man. If you guys are out there, let me know. <laughs> I'll, be Definitely. I'll be dead last, but I'll be chugging along. <laughs> as long as you're having fun, man. As long as you're that's out there. That's all that matters. Amen to that. That is it. Well, guys, I, I really appreciate your time today. Neil, always a pleasure. Um, yeah. We welcome to have you back uh, sometime in the very near future on this with oh, all yeah. of us knuckleheads. And uh, Brian and Joe, man, it's good to see you, Joe. Uh, you guys doing all right with the snow down there? Yep, we're doing all right. It's still snowing. It started Here snowing too. like three hours ago. Where are your totals? About a foot right now. Oh, you got a baby snowstorm down there, man. A little, a little north of us. Well, it's weird how it happens because I'm in northern Baltimore County, Harford County, which is just below Delaware. Got it, and they got yeah. a lot more. Just really with those coastal systems, it's it's all about that low. But that low mm. is literally like a mile down on the map. We would have got all of it. That's what they were saying originally. The low pushed a little higher, but it's wrapping around. I mean, it's still snowing. I mean, the totals are still going up. So wild yeah we i think the snow drift in front of my house was up to almost five feet and then what? um we measured just just over 24 inches so well just to, I, literally about 15 minutes up the street from me 20 minutes maybe i think they have about like 18 15 18 inches that's how the line goes like we're six to 12 they're like 15 18 it's, it's really you know, maryland either gets hit or do, like certain parts do and don't it's, re it's really kind of strange how that works well, we uh, we hope you stay safe down there, Brian. I'm calling you out, Neil. If you got a snowboard, I'm calling you out. I say maybe tomorrow evening meeting down at you know an undisclosed high school to ride a um, nice big hill. You guys uh, should have been at Mountain Creek today. That's what I used to do. Me and my buddy, we were there when it was happening. I mean, you got a four wheel drive, Mike. I'm all wheel drive. We did it last year. I yeah, honestly like I. I there's a few reasons why that didn't happen. Um, we won't get into that, but you, you know that. And, uh, but I, I definitely plan on hopefully hitting up that track. I just sent Brian a text message. My buddy was uh, there today, not at Mountain Creek in, in one of these giant hills. And he looked like he had fun. He was doing some hugs yeah. and face plants. And <laughs> it's so always fun. good. Some of those old school uh, rails too in there. So can do some good times. All right, guys. Joe. All right, gents. Pleasure. Right, Neil. Guys. Thank you, man. Brian. Talk to you soon. Let's Have a good night, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Have a good us. time, boys. I rip. Look right. at that beauty. Don't you start with me. <laughs> oh, you're beautiful. All right. So that was the Hacker Outdoors podcast with Michael Hacker, Brian Hacker, and of course, Joey McCormick. If you like what you heard, please give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to or watching this on. Please check the show notes for some links about the topics we discussed today. And as always, we thank you for listening.